College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper. Sometimes the best lessons you learn are when you do have failings. Alabama, number one, no more. Sitting on top of the world, I'm looking down on a city alive. The goal is to be number one at the end of the season. But to have an opportunity to do that, you got to be in the four. That's the most critical part. We still can accomplish everything we want to accomplish. We don't get any prizes for having six wins right now. Here's what I'm sure of. Every Saturday morning, college football Twitter is positive they know everything, and every Saturday night, we're positive we have no idea what we're doing anymore. It's College Football Live. We're going to break it all down for you. Sam Acho, Eric McLean, I'm Jason Fitz, and we have a ton to get in to get, to get you ready. But obviously the matchup we're all talking about, Georgia ranked number one in the AP poll during the season Come for on. the first time since 1982. And they're taking on the Wildcats, who are in full Lion-O mode. That's right, Thundercats, because they're 6-0. and oh, See what I did there? For the second time ever and for the first time since 1950. That's a long time, and I'm old. The Bulldogs have won each of the past 11 meetings. So, in the process, remember, Kentucky has have been held to three points over the last two meetings, and now they're going to take on a Georgia defense that is absolutely ridiculous. This is Kirby Smart talking about the matchup. It's the next game on the schedule, and it's that simple. It's a really physical, tough game. They've got a great uh, program. Coach Duke's done a tremendous job, but for us, it's the, it's the next opportunity to go out and uh, take one step closer to our goal. It's something that you dream of. You know, I mean, not a lot of people get to play number one teams in the country. And uh, it's just a way to go out there and play on a big stage. It's a very big challenge. Uh, Georgia is playing some exceptional football, dominant on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, extremely talented football team and very well coached. All right, it's time for our weekend wake-up brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast. The Bulldogs have allowed two offensive touchdowns this season, equaling the number of defensive touchdowns they've scored. No other defense has allowed fewer than five touchdowns, and no other SEC defense has allowed fewer than ten. That's right, that Georgia defense is as good as a Frosty Chino. They are a delight. Check them out. Emac, here's the question. Does Georgia actually have any weakness? Not, not on that defense, not what you're seeing there. I mean, these guys are playing out of their mind. It starts up front with one of the best defensive lines in all of college football. These linebackers fly around. I'm pretty sure each and every linebacker has registered a sack that's on the entire roster. It, it's impressive to see. These guys have been nothing short of dominant all season long. But if there is a concern, if there is an area that I'm, you know, kind of looking at under a microscope here, it's probably going to be quarterback play because we've seen them able to run the ball all over anybody any given Saturday, but there might come a day, Acho, there might come a day where they need to throw that thing vertically and rely on quarterback play, and I'm not sure if they can.
Yeah, and that would be my only weakness. If Georgia has a weakness, do not dare say Georgia defense and weakness in the same sentence because they are not weak. But offensively, <laughs> with Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels, JT Daniels has been injured. JT Daniels started the season. Stetson Bennett was on the team last year, and he didn't do as well. Yes, he has improved this year, but there's no denying that JT Daniels has the arm to get the ball downfield. Now, don't get it wrong. Georgia's been putting up 60 multiple times, and maybe they might not be tested this week, but down the line, you're going to need a quarterback who can push the ball downfield. A lot of people believe, and I believe, that JT Daniels is that guy. So weakness right now, no. But could it be a, a problem in a few weeks? You, you bet it. You bet yeah, so. I mean, but let's summarize this, guys. You're saying the only weakness is the quarterback position, and that's not the best situation in football. So, Acho, I'll ask you, how can Kentucky do the impossible and pull off the upset? Well, it's not so impossible. It's just extremely, extremely difficult. The way that Kentucky can do the extremely, extremely difficult is relying on their run game. They have the number one running back in the SEC in Chris Rodriguez. But it's not only him. It's their offensive line, right? He runs behind a dominant offensive line, number one. And if he's not toting that pill for 128 yards a game, they got a guy, number zero, Cavassier Smoke, who can tote that pill as well. So you got to do the little things well. I had a coach who said little things done well make big things happen. Lean on 24, lean on zero. But then, if the running game is going to be stopped, which you probably expect it will be, you got to get the ball from your quarterback, Will Levis, transfer from Penn State, to that man, that dude, number one. You got the dude who's like a freaking monster, Juan Dale Robinson. Get the ball in his hands, and he will make plays. Tacho, you're speaking my love language, man. You talk about number one offensive line in the SEC. Those big uglies up front for the Wildcats, man, they're so fun to watch. And they've really had a great season. And, of course, with C-Rod, everything comes easy with that young man running as hard and as powerful. Really like a, a mini uh, Benny Snell. Maybe a little faster than Benny Snell was. And I'm right there with you. I think the X factor in this game is going to be the play-action pass. You have such a great running attack not only with Rodriguez, but with your quarterback Levis as well, that hopefully that opens up some things and that allows, okay, those DBs, that secondary to start creeping up. And then you hit the man, just as you said, down the field in Robinson who can take the top off. He's so athletic. So I think if there is a chance, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be close. And it's going to have to be from the play action uh, passing game to get in the end zone. Well, I'm going to ask the question here, and I'll just stay off Twitter for the rest of the day after I ask this. Like, who is Kentucky really? Because check this schedule out. I'm not saying that Kentucky has feasted on the week, but maybe they're Kentucky. I'm just saying when you have this many games that have been one-score games and you win them, at some point that does normalize. It hasn't been the toughest schedule, and some of the games have been a little bit, a little bit tight. So I think we'll get a better indication of who Kentucky is this weekend. Let's take a look at our Dr. Pepper Championship Drive Game of the Week preview, and that comes down to Iowa. They've excelled at taking the ball away this season. Leads the FBS in turnovers forced, turnover margin, and interception. That would be good. They'll take on a Purdue team this Saturday that's only forced two turnovers, tied for last in FBS. That would be bad. So, Emac, how good is Iowa? Yeah, guys, I love this Iowa team. And, and this is a little bit of a weird start to our show, right? We're talking all defense at first. Acho, I'm sure you're loving it. I'm an this offensive guy. I want to talk about the offensive side of the ball. But Iowa, man, they're so fun to watch. They're going to take that ball away from you. They're going to take your lunch money. And then they're going to go score. That, that's the impressive thing is that these guys capitalize 
on the extra opportunities that the defense gives them. I am concerned, though, about that offense moving forward. But, guys, I'm just leaning that the, the defense is so good that I'm not as concerned overall with the offensive struggles that we've seen. Yeah, and unlike Georgia, who has a similar issue, good defense, and you could argue questionable offense or quarterback play, Georgia's putting up 60 points. I was not. I was winning by low margins. And so my concern is with the offense, specifically at quarterback Spencer Petras. Yes, we get it. They beat Penn State last week. But let's not forget, they were down by 14 even after already forcing two turnovers in the first half. And then once Sean Clifford went down, that's when they finally slowly but surely got in the game. Iowa is the team that nobody really likes unless you're from Iowa, right? They win with defense. They play a boring <laughs> style of offense. You're sitting there wondering, do they belong at number two? But they consistently win, so you can't argue it. But if they get met, matched up with a team who can play great defense like them and a more potent offense, they'll be in some trouble. Yeah, Acho, you might want to stay out of your mentions now after saying that. I'm just saying the committee does factor in who's on the field, so it'll be interesting to see how they look at that Penn State loss without Clifford on the field. Uh, in the meantime, we've got a lot to get to over the course of the show, including some bold predictions. You thought we had bold statements already about certain clubs. We'll get to our bold predictions coming up. College Football Live. College Football Live is presented by Delicious Ice Cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. You're watching College Football Live, presented by Dr. Pepper. All right, number three, Cincinnati taking on UCF this weekend. I can't believe I just said number three, Cincinnati. As we continue to have all eyes on the Bearcats, the question is, what does all of this mean for them moving forward? How challenging will it be for them to focus through the rest of the season knowing what is on the line? Eric McLean, does, are they in a situation where they can just win or do they have to win with style in your mind? Well, for starters, when you talk about what's on their mind, I mean, they need to fully understand the opportunity that is here. They need to understand how important this is. And when you talk about, okay, do they, they slip up now? They played all their tough games. They played their most difficult games. I don't see how that's possible. You, you are presented with the first ever real chance for a group of five team to get in this college football playoff. And I think it's almost going to be like, blood in the water guys and they're a big shark that they're going to go after people and you know really try to dominate now when you ask that question it really depends you know where are they going to be on this first college football playoff ranking if they're outside of the top four then sure I, I think there's a real chance that they have to impress people more but if they're not if they're at three or four I think they just have to win and, and maybe by double digits maybe by 10 points and they'll be fine yeah I think they have to I would disagree with you Eric I think they got to blow people out of the water. I really do believe that. We get it. It's a group of five team. It's Cincinnati. We also understand they have an opportunity. I think they understand the opportunity as well. And Desmond Ritter and the Cincinnati football team does not want to leave anything to chance. They want to blow people out of the water, and I think they're going to. I'm talking winning by 20, by 30. And if you can win by 40, number one. And then number two, what they need the most is for SMU to continue to win. Right now, SMU is undefeated. They're ranked in the top 25. If SMU keeps on winning and then they meet SMU late, late November, you get another ranked win 
on your schedule. Now, all of a sudden, you didn't know you didn't only beat Indiana. You didn't only beat Notre Dame. Now you beat a ranked SMU. You win your conference. There should be no questions asked. And so I'm not concerned about a slip up at all by Cincinnati. I think they're dialed in and ready to rock and roll. All right, Nacho, stick there for a second. Then let's say they go undefeated. Are they into the playoffs in your mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. Eric and I got a chance a few weeks ago to sit in with some of the, the CFP selection committee and kind of hear how they go through their process. And I believe if you have an undefeated Cincinnati team, a team that beat everyone on their schedule, number one, a team that wins their division, number two, and a team that beats ranked opponents handily, which I'm assuming that they're going to with SMU added, then there's no way you can't have them, in my opinion, as one of the top four teams. If you're deciding who's in the top four, I think if they do what they're called to do, they will be in that conversation hands down. Absolutely. I mean, they, they check all the boxes and they have a very fun team. You've got a quarterback in Desmond Ritter that can throw the ball all over the yard is such a great leader. I would say one of the best leaders in all of college football. And if they're sitting there, guys, undefeated, I don't think there's any question. And that's why I say, really, you know, they don't have to win by 30. I think they just have to handle business. Now, if it's some one point wins and, and there's a, a, a power five team out there that has a one loss in a conference championship, then it's kind of like, OK, which of these teams is actually better? Uh, but if they can win by, I think, at least 10. 10 my magic number. Acho's out here saying 30-point dubs. At uh, least uh, give me 20, Emac. Give me 20. I don't, I don't, you know, we, we were in the meeting. A 10-point win. I don't want a 10-point win over Navy, a 10-point win over UCF. I need to beat you, UCF, Navy, all these teams by 21 skunk. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm Team Acho with this one because that mock committee also teaches you game control is an important metric. So they're going to have to win, I think, big. Hey, even hey, hey, hey. So they talked about game control. That's a myth. They said we don't know where that came from. It's not real. They clowned well, us for that. This is true. This is true. This is yeah, true. This well, is true. then they've changed it from when I did it. All I'm saying is they've changed the rules. That, all right, let's take a look at the college football Saturday lineup you do not want to miss on ABC and the ESPN app. It all starts at noon Eastern with Heisman hopeful Desmond Ritter, number three UCF host in UCF. Then – Fresh off their big comeback win against Penn State, number two Iowa and their D taking on Purdue. And finally, in our Saturday night game presented by Capital One, number four Oklahoma stunned Texas last week. They look to avoid a post Longhorn letdown against TCU in Norman. Now let's take a look at this week's top performance presented by Invesco QQQ. Now we all saw Seth Small come up big. I'm the first person to make that joke from AMM last weekend. We all saw the kick. We're all stunned by the upset. But did you see the tear-jerking moment? Check out Seth's family reacting. All right, so that was our most shocking, bold moment of the first half of the season. Let's make some bold predictions. Acho, give me a bold prediction for the second half of the season. Well, first of all, i got to address that video, all the feels. I love it. This is what college football is all about. So that was a great win in the first half. My bold prediction is this, is that Oklahoma will finish the season with two losses. They will not win the Big 12 for the first time in six years. Why is that? There is a quarterback controversy in Norman right now. Caleb Williams is a true freshman. Can he play? Yes. Can he play for a sustained amount of time? We don't know. Spencer Rattler has been rattled. We all know that. And then last but not least, they got TCU, who is a good team. They have uh, Baylor as well, who's only lost to Oklahoma State. And at the end of the season, they got an undefeated Oklahoma State team that's ranked in the top 12. And so there will be challenges. I do not think Oklahoma will pass them.
Come on, I got one for you. How about Wake Forest being undefeated in the regular season, guys? This team is so much fun to watch. They're so balanced. The offensive attack, they can run it, they can pass it. The defense, which was a huge concern for people going into this season, has stepped up big time. These guys in the turnover margin are unbelievable. They have skill guys all over the yard stepping up uh, and really playing well. A.T. Perry at six foot five just comes down with any ball and says, yeah, I'll take that and I'll take it to the crib. So I think it is not crazy to sit here and think Wake Forest could really do this thing. I guess we got a Big 12 guy giving us one. We got an ACC network guy giving us one. I'm going to get it on the fun. I'll do the SEC thing because, you know, the Nashville year. <laughs> I'm going to give you the hot take. Alabama's going to lose again. It's going to happen somewhere in this. Now, the easy one to find is the SEC championship game because, mark my words, Georgia will beat Alabama if they play in the SEC championship game. But there's other opportunities still. I mean, LSU is not having a great season, but maybe they surprise them. Arkansas has got a good defense, maybe. Auburn, I'm stretching here, but I said coming into the season that Bama would find two losses. I'm doubling down on that. That's, hey, that's my – are you yeah. doing some kind of yoga? You talk about stretching. That's yoga. That's Pilates. <laughs> that's any kind of stretch you could imagine. You got some Lululemon. <laughs> on or something because you are stretching. That's right. Oh, yeah. You're, you're Fitz, the one over here on talking Twitter, all man. that. Don't get on Twitter today, brother. Yeah, no, every day. Every day in college football land is a day to stay off Twitter. All right. Speaking of the mind, for me, it's not necessarily always the most sane. Acho's mind is an interesting place to be. We'll get some uh, insights into Acho mind coming up next on College Football Live. The thrill is here. College Football Live is presented by Delicious Ice Cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Welcome back to College Football Live. Tiffany Green along with Jay Walker. Lots popping off in HBCU football. Jay, what's on your radar this weekend? Well, obviously the preseason is over. Talking about the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, South Carolina State will take on Morgan State. South Carolina State got off to a rough start, but now conference play begins. They were projected to be the leader of the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, taking on Tyrone Wheatley's Morgan State squad. They're struggling big time. They need to get a W bad. We'll have that action for you on Saturday on ESPNU. Meanwhile, FAMU at Alabama A&M. This is such an intriguing matchup in the SWAC East. Obviously, offense will be at a premium. Give credit to FAMU head coach Willie Simmons. After the loss of the number one ranked team in the country, Jackson State, they've been on a roll looking dominant. Alabama A&M was the cream of the crop most of the season, but they're coming off of two consecutive losses. Connor Mater has to get the Bulldogs back in play. We talk about the number one team in the country. Let's go ahead and say Jackson State. They're number one. Deion Sanders has the Tigers in fighting shape, doing a fantastic job. The quarterback, Shadur Sanders, is more than just his son. He's one of the elite throwers this weekend in college football. Look for him to try and continue his dominant ways as they take on a pesky Alabama State squad. Certainly tons to look forward to. We can't wait to cover the games this weekend. Right now, we'll send it back to the studio and Jason Fitz. 
All right, thanks, guys. Let's flip through the channels. You know what we like to do here. Look at some of the other games this weekend. Acho, take me channel surfing. What you got? Yeah, you got another top 25 matchup. Bijan Robinson and the Texas Longhorns are taking on the undefeated Oklahoma State team that features running back Jalen Warren, who is a monster, and quarterback Spencer Sanders. The Texas defense isn't playing well, but they had a bad showing at the end of the Oklahoma game in a loss. So I'm excited to see what happens. Two-star running backs are going to shine. Who will shine brighter in this game? Come on, Ocho. Ocho, I like that, man. Let's go up to the heights. Boston College is going to be playing host to NC State. This one's going to be for some Atlantic anarchy. We know Coastal Chaos. Let's go over to the other side. Does NC State hold that firm grip on their lead in the division, or does Boston College get the anarchy jacked up and rolling? It's going to be fun to see this matchup, guys, up at Boston College. I love, just love the alliteration you used throughout all of that, McLean. It's part of what I love about you. Now it's time to take a turn through the always interesting mind of Sam Acho. So, Acho mind. What, what, what's on your mind, Sam? Well, it's not only what's on my mind. These are also the plays that'll make you go Acho mind. Make you go crazy. Starting with play number one, <laughs> Kenneth Walker III of Michigan State. He set the record mm. longest run, right? Kenneth Walker III. Michigan shake or Michigan shake my hand. Jalen Naylor as we run into the end zone. Watch this at the 15-yard line. Go ahead, shake hands, break bread. That made me go Acho mind. Play number two. We're going to go South Dakota State Jackrabbits. The run by Javon Williams. You're going to see him down to the end zone. It's a tough fumble. Mm. He fumbled. Oh, no. Malik Lofton picks oh, it no. up. This was the This is like what happens in Madden. You know, you play Madden or NCAA college football, and the I had like an inner fumble one time. Interception into a fumble. That's what happened in college football. Last but not least, UMass gets the win. They break their 16-game losing streak. I would storm the field, too, if I had won in 16 straight games. And it was a party, 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 party in the locker room. This was their Super Bowl. Any game you get a win after 16 straight losses is a Super Bowl. These are the three plays that made me go, I show mine. It was nuts. You got to love college football. If there's anything I am certain of, number one is after this show, I'm going to storm the field, even if there's no field to storm because I've had that much fun. Number two, I'm just unprofessional enough that if we were in the same room, I would try and shake both of your hands right now. That's what I would, that's what I would do, and we would celebrate endlessly. That's what's been great about this season. He's Sam Ancho. He's Eric McLean. If you've liked what I've said, I'm Jason Fitz. If not, uh, tweet Jesse Palmer. Thanks so much for hanging out with College Football Live.